How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 25 of the Apples and Genos Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Uh, it's another midweek edition. I'm Josh Hutchinson, and freshly back from the state of Georgia, it's my co-host, John Binkle. What's up, good buddy? Hi, man. What's going on? I'm happy to be here, my friend. I uh, went to visit my dear old dad in Georgia for his 60th, and uh, just my luck, the 75-degree weather, or whatever that is in Celsius for you, um, followed me home to Dallas. So, what's new with you and yours? Oh, I, I wish that we had 75-degree weather here. It's it's not. It's a little more mild than than it has been the last few weeks but uh we're still we're still in winter weather got some snow last night i really am not a fan of canadian winters i've lived in canada my whole life but i'm not a winter guy so i'm pretty much sick of it that's um, uh that's why my dad left at a, at 18 and never went back he was like he, i don't i don't like the cold it's not I for don't, me so i really don't blame him don't blame him at all uh but uh i think my favorite part of winter is watching hockey. So uh, there, at least there's at least there's that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but again, uh, shout out to the band there there for uh, our intro and outro music for the podcast. There's a link to their Spotify page in the description of the audio feeds. Also, if you could, uh, would you take a moment and leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or both? It's great to hear your feedback, and it helps the pod reach more people. We're also on YouTube. We're streaming live right now, and there'll be a video archived on the YouTube channel that you can watch at your leisure. Also, if you want to support Apples and Genos, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash applesgenos. Each monthly tier includes exclusive perks, including waiver wire articles from Nate, monthly fantasy, fantasy team assessments from Nate himself, and stat card requests from TJ Stats. You want to jump right into it, John? Let's do it. Let's get it going. Let's do it. All right, we're going to start with must-make moves. Must-make moves is where we pick four players that we're either going to add, drop, trade for, or trade away. So, John, who are you adding this week? Josh, uh, we're off and running this week with Braden Shen. He's currently lining with the surging Barbashev and resurging Kairou. Um, Shen is getting the expected near equal minutes um, with line one, kind of in an 18-17-16 rotation, uh, game to game. Comfortably settled into PP1 on the second-ranked PP squad in St. Louis. Uh, what really draws my attention hardest um, when digging through the data is that Shen has a shooting percentage in the mid-30s over the last two months. Um, this would normally cause me a bit of worry as it's a pretty high mark and you, you know, you really expect regression once you're getting over what, 22, 23. Um, however, going back over the rest of the season, it doesn't drop lower than 24% for him. Um, that's completely insane on such a good team. Uh, when he's shooting, he's scoring. He's, he's generally going to shoot somewhere between two and four times a game, but when he is shooting the puck, he's shooting it at 30%. If he's getting three shots, he's probably getting a goal in that game. So um, the last time he took more than three shots and didn't score was in December. So you can expect him to shoot some, score some, hit a bit, and win a fair amount of draws. Uh, he's a solid player on a great team with a better playoff schedule. Um, Earnestly, I, I wish that when I was um, buying heavily and, and going back and forth between him and Barbashev that I had really just kind of stuck with him. Um, he's been on the the two teams that uh, followed me in that regard in my leagues since then. So get him now before this 70% roster ship gets out of hand. What do you think? Yeah, I love Shen. I've, I've streamed him a couple times. 
Um, he's finally ha- having a, str- a, a string of good health. So that's really nice. He, he struggled with injuries earlier in the year. Um, the fact that he's only 70% rostered is, is pretty surprising considering it's kind how, of wild. how successful he's been this year. Um, I think in Cats leagues with banger uh, categories, it's he doesn't hit as much as he used to, which is kind of weird. I don't really know what's going on with that. He used to be uh, huge in terms of hits when he played in Philly and early in his time in St. Louis, but not so much the last couple of years. Um, but uh, offensively, he's been unbelievable this year, and I think that shoot that high shooting percentage. That's it, it's interesting. St. Louis is a bit of a uh, they 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 have an element of luck with them because they're uh, they they get outplayed most games, which is surprising. They have but they have like so much offensive talent. That top nine, like we've mentioned many times, is completely interchangeable. You can put whatever line combinations out there you want out of those top nine forwards and and you're gonna have success and and shen's been great when he's played so i'm definitely on board with with picking him up for sure nice um who are you dropping john so i'm uh this is funny considering the current state of things in this game (laughs) but uh i'm following the advice of nate in the latest truth article here and advocating for the drop of ryan hartman um, full disclosure, Nate said, um, you know, watch the deployment, watch how things are going for the team and, and then drop as necessary. So I say this with a bit of a wink. Um, the team itself is in a bit of a spiral um, with uh, coach calling for his team to, quote, bring their compete level up, uh, which is a big yikes. Uh, it appears Hartman is once again playing on line one. This is uh, two games in a row where that's been true. The blender doesn't appear to be done in Minnesota. They're definitely trying some some different things, trying to get the fire stoked a bit. Um, Hartman has been especially bad over the last 10 games, posting a dinky 5% shooting percentage on 20 total shots. Uh, the lone bright spot to look at was his six sits in last night's throttling by the Flames. That might have been a little bit of a um, little bit of anger juice he was swallowing last night, just getting beaten down for the what fifth game in a row. Um, Nate called for an if-then drop scenario. I went right to the drop. Um, I'm expecting a harder shuffle if they lose in Philadelphia tonight. With that said, uh, as we tape right now, they're uh, closing up the second period, and and he's got two goals on six shots. So it may have been a bit premature, um, but they are still neck and neck with the Flyers. So you don't really know what's what's happening up there with them, um, considering all things considered. But like I said, it may it may have been a bit early. What do you think? Too soon? Yeah, Van Riemsdyk just scored, so it's actually four three Flyers. So. Um, Minnesota still struggling a little bit. That's that's a little scary. That's it's shocking the way that they've 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 uh, taken just they've a nosedive. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. They were so strong earlier in the year, and it's, it just seemed like they were a team that that no one was going to be able to beat. Um, but uh, Ryan Hartman, yeah, I, I I to be totally honest, like I know this sounds like this sounds like I'm just I'm just following along with with him scoring two goals, uh, but. Before we knew that he was going to score twice tonight, I was going to say I would probably hold off on the drop while he's on line one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. He seems to be responding responding well to, to being back on line one. So Yeah, no, I'm, maybe, there's a, maybe there's a real emotional punch in the gut from getting demoted that hard when you're... Um, you know when you're really supposed to be the the 
the straw that stirs the drink on this team. So yeah, it's a, it's hard to know what to say with these players that have a breakouts like this that kind of come almost out of nowhere and then fall into a slump and lose their deployment. It's hard to know what to say, but maybe he'll bounce back. Maybe he won't. Uh, I don't know that I can fully support this drop since he's still on line one. But yeah, I would keep I would keep an eye out if he drops lower in the lineup again. I I would probably be considering dropping him for sure. So who are you trading for? All right. So today I'm going to talk a little bit. I haven't really talked about this much, but I'm going to talk about media narratives and how you can use them to your advantage in trades. So as far as as far as NHL teams go, media narratives sometimes get carried away as far as as far as what the real picture is. Um no, there is no team that has more media narratives than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I know that personally. Uh, I think you probably do too. Absolutely. But right now there's a lot going on. The Leafs have struggled a little bit. They've been really inconsistent. They lost 5-1 to Buffalo, who was on a six-game losing streak going into that game. They've been losing against teams that they should not be losing to. They had that 10-7 win against Detroit where they nearly blew a 7-2 lead. They are they have a goaltending controversy, which I don't know if it's much of a controversy because both goalies are playing like shit. Um, but the other big media narrative right now is John Tavares hasn't scored in 14 games, which is concerning for a lot of people. He gets paid $11 million dollars. People have been concerned about a decline in his play for a long time. He's a little bit older than the core. People are have been wondering for a while, especially the media, if he's worth this money, especially at this age. I'm here to say that while this slump is concerning, I think you should trade for John Tavares. You should take advantage of these media narratives because that's going to be getting in the heads of fantasy owners in some cases. It's clearly getting over in the head the, of Tavares with this play over the last couple of games. You, there's that too. There's that too. I think as soon as a puck goes in the net off of his stick, that that's going to be it. Like kind he's, he's going to jump right back. He's, the, he's the too Marner good of a situation player. situation earlier this season, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So he does have 10 assists over these 14 games. Um, but if we dive into the advanced stats, his shots per 60 over these 14 games is 7.84, which is a little, is down from his 10.88 in the previous uh, the previous games this year. Um, his individual Corsi 4 per 60 is 16.43 over those 14 games, down from 18.19. His individual scoring chances for down to 11.12 per 60 from 13.62. So his numbers are decreasing, but it's not a significant decrease. It's not so much that you're he's falling off the map the way that uh, he all of a sudden just has zero goals in 14 games. So overall this year, he has the lowest shooting percentage of his career and the second highest individual scoring chances for of his career, which is you crazy. Make, so you got to make sense of that for me here. So that so to me, I think he's just getting unlucky, right? And, That's what it and seems part like. of that is mental. So the chances are still there, in other words. Um, 
I think I think he's going to get out of this slump. He's still top 30 in the league in shots on goal on the year. Uh, he still has 17 goals and 33 assists, so that's 50 points in 53 games on the year. So basically a point-per-game player still. Still plays on the on power play one. The Leafs have the best power play in the league, although they've struggled a little bit lately. I think they'll bounce back. I would capitalize on this media narrative. People are thinking very lowly of John Tavares right now, so I think his value is probably as low as it's going to be at this point. So I would go out and try and get him for whatever you can. Uh, especially leading into the playoffs, the Leafs have a pretty good um, they have a pretty good playoff schedule over weeks twenty three to twenty five. So I think John Tavares is a good target right now. Um, what do you think, Binksy? Well, um, I've read recently that their actual opponents uh, over that stretch are, are on the lower end of things. So that may be even better than than just the the actual volume metrics of that schedule. Um, I wouldn't sell if I were the current person rostering him. Um, Nate alluded to that recently um, in that, you know, you're probably not going to sell on him if you are rostering him given the the talent that is still there and the upside that is still there um the narrative may may uh influence people in that but i'm not leaning that direction if i'm rostering him Um, i see plenty of reason to want him on my squad even if it isn't goals he's still playing well uh on the ice he's still a big factor in the play um He's making plays for others and putting his own goal production kind of on the back burner after an unlucky run. Uh, it's really what great captains do, especially when there's so much offensive talent on his team. Um, side note, did you see that pass between the legs from behind the net the other night? That was unreal. He no yeah. look pass between his legs back to the point for a pass across the ice to take the lead after just playing lights out for like a two minute shift. It was crazy. Like he made the entire play happen and it wasn't his goal at all. And that's just kind of, it kind of seems like that has been uh, exactly what's been happening to him lately. Like he's making the play happen. There's still obviously a bunch of um, IQ and talent there. It's just happening for other people at his hand. Yeah. And that's, and that's John Tavares, right? He's not a flashy player. He is so strong on the puck. He does all these little things. And you said a hockey IQ. That's the number one thing. Um, that's something that, that is hard to quantify. Um, but it's something that he has. And something that he has that's superior to a lot of other players. So you, when you look at the Leafs and you look at Marner and Matthews and Nylander. And just all of their, all of their high skill talent. All of their speed. Um, Tavares is not that same type of player. So he doesn't get the same accolades that they do and he's not as noticeable on a night-to-night basis so that's part of the reason why people are lower on him than maybe they should be but uh, i mean obviously he he is in a slump but uh, i i'd still be trying to get him i'm with it i'm with it uh, who are you uh, not with who who are you getting off your team well It's not that I'm not with this player. I just found some pretty surprising stats. So um, the Florida Panthers, I've mentioned earlier in the year, they were the best Corsi team in the league. Um, They also had the highest PDO in the league. So their success was based on creating the most scoring chances in their games while also being extremely lucky as far as goaltending and as far as shooting percentage. So 
in the last month, they've regressed a little bit. So they've started losing a bit. They only played seven games in February. So take that with a grain of salt. But Anthony declares specifically in the month of February, his individual Corsi 4 per 60 uh, was 6.97, which was 408th in the league. Yeah, that's uh, like Radulov in- level. Yeah, that's really, really low. Uh, his individual scoring chances, 4 per 60, not quite as bad. 237th in the league, with 5.36. But his shooting percentage is 25%. So he's still getting super lucky. So he's not creating much by himself, but he's still scoring. Um, his He has 20 goals and 20 assists on the year, so 40 points. So he's, he's doing quite well on this offensive juggernaut. Um, he's on line two. He's on power play one. He is 63% rostered, so still a lot of people have him. I honestly would try to I try to be getting value for him. Um, maybe try to try to acquire a player with a better schedule for the playoffs, maybe someone from the Blues. Um, but maybe or maybe use him in a, in a package because um, I think his perceived value is maybe higher than what he is bringing to the table. And I'm not sure if that's going to be sustainable based on these numbers. So uh, what do you think, John? Well, I don't really know what to say to this um, as I'm still rostering Brahegi in the mindset that he will eventually take over for Duclair on this power play one and pay off for me long term um, as I'm in a situation where I can just kind of sit and wait. And um, rather than and picking up guys like Bunting and kind of kind of hoping for um, an even further ascent, um, just hoping to be part of, like you said, just an unimaginably successful team offensively. Um, I could be a, a convinced either way. I really feel the same way about him that I do Verhage in that there's a lot of good things happening there. Um, I respect the sell. I'm in the same mindset for those two players. They're kind of... Uh, interchangeable for me in that regard. Um, you you want a piece on that team, but brand name may may serve you better than the actual player itself at this point. So my real hope is that if you are rostering one of these guys or, or somebody else in that same ilk on that team, that somebody gets hurt um, and their situation kind of spikes a bit at the right time. Um, so I don't I don't want anyone to get hurt, but I'm Absolutely. I'm holding on to it. Uh, it's a it's a rough game, so I'm holding on to to those to those shares in in the thought process that perhaps that happens and it pays off better for me than than someone else, um, you know, kind of doing those things right now. Yeah, I mean, people get hurt. It's 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 a physical game. People are going to get hurt. You're not wanting people to get hurt, but they're going to. So. Um, let's move on to stream safe sucks. So this is the little game we like to play, uh, where we pick a percent roster ship in Yahoo. And then we pick three players that are hovering around that roster ship and we choose which player we're going to be streaming, which player we're going to be saving and which player we're going to be dropping or in the way that we say it, which player sucks. So this week we picked 91% because that gives us three very interesting players that bring different things to the table. So we're looking at Vladimir Tarasenko, Timo Meyer, and Jack Eichel. What do you think, buddy? I want to go. I want you to go first. I want to see what's. You want me to go what's, first? What's spinning okay. through your mind on these three guys here? 
All right, sure. So for me, it really depends on the type of league. So Timo Meyer brings everything across the board. Um, his point production maybe won't be as high. Like, he obviously has had a ridiculous year this year. Um, I don't know if rest of season his point production is going to be quite as good as it was earlier in the year. Um, but he's, he hits. He shoots a ton. He's one of the top players in terms of shots on goal in the league this year. Um, he, he does everything. So if, it, if you're in a, a Bangers-Cats league, he's a definite save for me. Um, Tarasenko is a ridiculous offensive player. He plays on the Blues. So rest of season, he's another guy that I'm definitely interested in in having. Jack Eichel is an interesting one because I think in terms of talent level over the course of his career, he's the most talented of these three. And he probably has the highest upside. But his situation in Vegas right now is kind of weird where his... He's trying to recover from this long-term injury. He's trying to kind of get back in the swing of things. But his line mates are completely in flux. Pacioretty and Stone just haven't been able to stay healthy. I don't know that he's going to be playing with Stone. Probably not. Because they kind of had to leave him on LTIR in order to be able to afford everybody um, going into the playoffs. So I don't know if he's even going to play with Stone before the playoffs starts. So... Based on his situation, rest of season, I think he's my he's in my sucks category. Even though he's the most talented player, but if so, if we're talking rest of season, I think I'm saving Meyer. I'm streaming Tarasenko, and Eichel sucks. But if we're talking dynasty league, I think I'm saving Eichel. I'm streaming. Uh, I'm streaming. Oh, that's tough. I'm streaming probably Timo Meyer, and Tarasenko sucks. Okay, does that make sense? <laughs> it absolutely does. Yeah, it absolutely does. This is why I was curious about um, about how you felt about it because it it really has a lot of facets. You know what I mean? This is a, a very interesting mm-hmm. trio to to dissect uh, or trisect, trisect. Um, sure. So. For me, <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna say the same thing. in In a points league, um, I'm I'm going with Tarasenko as my save, um, Eichel as my stream, and Meyer as my sucks. I think the the Sharks are gonna take a bit of a dive uh, the yep. rest of the season. Pardon the pun, totally unintentional. Um, they really don't have a lot to play for anymore. Uh, with Reimer going down, it's gonna get worse for some completely unknown reason they're not putting uh, Meyer and Hurdle on the same line, which just doesn't make sense to me. I know you really want to spread around talent, um, but I think that's only really true for me um, and when I'm planning um, a roster when there's more talent to go around. If you've really only got the two guys, they need to be playing together so that you can maximize the opportunity there so um, and they've played really well together they have and then when they have played together and then they split them up and they both you know to an extent uh dropped off obviously Meyer is just playing out of his mind but um in a bangers cats league you really can't diss Meyer at all you just can't do it he's just playing so well regardless of of any other scenario and um and Terrence Seiko and and Eichel are kind of kind of the same player um, 
at least in terms of in a vacuum um, health to the side. Uh, Tarasenko being on a better team, I would uh, I would stream him and, and Eichel sucks. I'm with you on that. Um, you have to save Meyer in a bangers. In a dynasty, I'm kind of scared of Eichel. Um, honestly, that's you know that neck injury is is no joke, um, and we really haven't seen what he can do at this point. Um, I'm really off put by what's happening in Vegas. They really aren't playing up to their potential, and you can probably probably pin the 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 cause on injuries on that team just overall from from front to back from goalie to center. Um, they've yeah. had a lot of just top tier talent not be able to play, and and Eichel is really the talisman of that. Um, so Dynasty, I'm gonna say Eichel is my save. Uh, the talent you just can't you can't walk away from it, even if I don't love the situation. And and Vegas's situation when healthy is like they should be the best team of that group. They really like, should. Yeah, they yeah. really should. Um, like you mentioned before, kind of St. Louis. Um, you know, they really kind of play down to talent. So um, they really ought to be somewhat surprisingly, they ought to be a better team than they are given mm-hmm. the players on their team. Um, so yeah, dynasty league, uh, I'm going to say save Eichel. Um, I'm going to say that Meyer sucks in a dynasty league because it kind of, I don't want to say it came out of nowhere, um, but we were all very surprised. Let's put it that way. Um, and Tarasenko is Tarasenko, and he probably will be Tarasenko, you know, quote-unquote Tarasenko for another couple of years. So um, I'm going to save uh, Eichel, stream Tarasenko for those couple of years, and, and Meyer sucks. All right. All Where are right, we going then. from here? So we're going to go straight to the mailbag. So uh, we, we both agreed, didn't watch enough hockey to, to really – uh, to really do an eye test corner this week. Um, I watched some Leafs games, but I I don't even know what to say about them right now. They're they're so inconsistent. I watched <laughs> I watched a few games myself. Like I said, I, I spent uh, the last four or five days with my dad, and and what we do besides uh, sit in silence in the car is is watch hockey together. So uh, there was quite a bit of it, but a lot of these games just didn't make any sense to me. Um, you know, Ottawa blowing up. Um, Toronto having really tough games. Dallas looks like a very, very playoff contender team with with yeah. Suter playing well. Like I don't really don't know what to make of any of the last uh, bit of hockey that I've watched. And um, perhaps I should have said this about uh, my my view on Hartman, but I don't feel really good about about any of the hockey that I watched and, and my estimation of it. Other than Tavares being a solid player. Um, in, in all facets uh, other than scoring at the moment. So I think we're right in that regard. Um, what's the first question in the bag? All right. So we got one from at KUH. I don't really know how you're supposed to say that, but. Kuh. Uh, kuh. Kuh. <laughs> Kuh. Uh, is, is Fabro, Dante Fabro, a potential good D for goals assists only in a deep league rest of season? What so, do you think, buddy? I'm curious about how deep this league is. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> because you gotta be—I think you not, gotta be pretty deep. Yeah, it's pretty deep, right? Because neither of these guys, um, you know, really, uh, really score. So he doesn't score. There's a potential for assists when um, when that top line in Nashville is clicking alongside Yossi. 
Um, we've seen that in the last five or six games that he can get an assist. And he does put the puck on the net one to possibly three times a game. So um, there's certainly a chance that he gets a goal, but that chance is maybe once a month, you know. Um, yeah. Recently, he's had an uptick in success. I don't know that I call him a good D in a, a GA league. Like, it, it's got to be really deep for me. Like, I'm, I'm probably just punting that position. If he's what I'm looking for, um, for goals and assists only, I'm probably punting that D position and and picking yeah. up a forward or, or going somewhere leaving else. A, leaving and, a D spot open. Yeah, yeah I mean, if, I think if, you're right. if that's what you're looking at, you probably have better options somewhere else. So No, I, 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 I totally agree with that. I looked up his deployment, and, and though, though he is on the first pair, uh, he doesn't play on the power play either. And that, Mm-mm. to me, um, when you have a fringe player like that, trying to look for an option in a deep league i i just can't i can't find find somebody on a power play or or you know use it as a totally a a really really much more viable option for for streaming there yeah i think uh i think actually we don't have it in the notes here but i think after um they asked this question they also asked also ryan Suter, um and i think if you had to choose between the two i 100 percent would go Suter. Like not even wow. close. Well, I mean, he, he is getting quite a bit of power play time. So, um, yeah. So that's the key right there, and he plays a ton of minutes. He does. Like he's a he's been a minute eater his whole career. Um. So the chances are chances are much better that he is going to put points on the board. If you had to choose between those two, I'm a hundred percent going Suter. Yeah, and, that doesn't feel honestly, good, but it's but it's absolutely true. Yeah, honestly, in a, if if you are in a league that's that deep that you're considering picking up Fabro, I think Suter is actually a viable option on D. Um, so, and he also two. has had a bit of recent success. So yes. Oh yeah. He had like a golden assist the other night, didn't he? <laughs> he did. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Um, all right. Question two. So from at Mark, Sk- the Mark Skinner, uh, can we get a temperature check on who? So with the loss last evening and Bennington heating up, is it almost time to pull the plug? So in my opinion, I looked this up. Uh, I think it's maybe a little bit premature um, to be to be thinking about dropping Huso. Um, he, yeah, he had a bit of a tough game. Uh, only stopped twenty four of twenty eight in a five three loss to the Rangers. Um, but he hasn't been particularly poor in general. Won the last couple. He has been giving up more goals, but he, really his his save percentage on the year is still a nine thirty one. Um, he hasn't had a ton of poor starts he's he's only had let me look here in his last seven games he's only had two starts below 900 so he's still playing well and i know that bennington has had two games where he's played very well um but that was against philly and chicago so that is what i noticed about that when i when i viewed it i was like okay he did well but who did he do well against yeah whereas huso is playing against the rangers the sabers who while they're not great they have been playing pretty well offensively um the leafs um yeah so it, it it's uh to me i think it's premature to think about dropping huso at this point um obviously I think there's a back-to-back this weekend where they'll inevitably both play. So maybe if Huso shits the bed and Bennington 
gets a shutout, then maybe maybe we'll, there's a conversation there. But um, I still think they're going to be splitting time, um, even even if Bennington starts playing better and Huso starts decreasing. I think they'll they'll still be splitting time, so Huso will still be a, val- a viable option. So um, I again, yeah, I think it's premature to think about dropping him. I do uh, too. We got I... another. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry, no, I I, uh, I do too. I think I think that uh, question is really only answered by them come playoff time. Um, I think yep. going into the playoffs, they'll probably ride the hot hand, or they'll just straight up defer to Bennington and his playoff experience. Um, but for fantasy playoffs, they're probably going to go fifty fifty, you know, one and one on a back to back in general, and. And Huso, like you said, has been playing well. So I don't see any reason to go away from it after a couple of bad starts. You know, even even the best in the league give up four goals here and then. So, Yep, totally. Uh, another question from the Mark Skinner. Uh, uh, who do you guys like better in a head-to-head points with Bangers League for playoffs, playoffs weeks, playoff weeks, 23 to 25, Ryan O'Reilly or Brock Nelson? So you got some notes on this. What do you think? So neither one of these guys hit or block. Um, so in a bangers league, I'm I'm throwing out, out the window between the two of them. I mean, neither one of them do it. So um, they both have great playoff schedules. If you're if you're looking for playoffs, these are two teams that that you're going to be leaning on and, and buying into. So um, both of those things being true, um, if I were me, I would look for a different different option entirely. Um, but given the option between the two guys, I'm going to go Ryan O'Reilly based on a slightly higher time of time on ice over the last 20 games and being on one of the top power play units in the league. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with Brock Nelson. He does all of the things that Ryan O'Reilly does, uh, and they do them at about the same clip. Um, I'm really only going on O'Reilly because he plays on that team and that's really it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I think St. Louis scores a lot more. O'Reilly plays a lot more, like you said. Uh, and St. Louis does have a slightly better. While, while both of their playoff schedules are are good, uh, St. Louis is slightly better as well. So so for me, it's for sure Ryan O'Reilly. Um, we've got another question here from T T Tony nineteen. Uh, is trading for Shabbat. Is trading Shabbat for Dalene a good move to gain three games in the playoffs? What do you think? Do you, do you have anything on this? Oh, what do I think? I think it's a great move. Um, Ottawa, I believe, only has nine. If if we're still talking about weeks 23 to 25, that is. Um, which I assume you are because, yes, you would be gaining three games in the playoffs. I, I think it's a great move. I think, uh, looking at the stats, Shabbat and Dalene are actually very comparable across the board, uh, even including banger stats. Um, Shabbat shoots a little more and hits a little bit more, but uh, other than that, they're they're pretty comparable. So for me, because Dalene does have three more games, I would definitely be jumping on that. Um, so I don't know because they're so comparable, because they're so similar. If a fantasy owner um, that's maybe crushing it right now. Uh, would want to give you Darlene if they're aware of fantasy schedule. But if someone's not really paying attention, um, Thomas Shabbat is, oh man, they're both pretty big names. They're, they're, 
they're high draft picks, very skilled defensemen on shitty teams. <laughs> but they both they both play they both play a ton and, and I think that's on they, their LinkedIn bio. Yeah, that's right. Good player on shitty team. Uh yeah, I think I I think I would definitely pull the trigger on that if that's an option. I think anytime uh, you can gain three games in your playoffs, even even for a slight downgrade, which this really isn't. Um, I mean, they are pretty much the same player uh, in terms of fantasy. Um, anytime you can gain three games in the playoffs, I mean, games played is a stat that you need to win, and you especially need to win it in your week in the playoffs. If you are, if you are already losing to begin the week before a single minute on ice has been played, then then you're not in a good position. So um, this is a great trade if you can if you can make it. Um, a lot of people out there, like myself, are big Darlene stands. We just kind of like watching mm-hmm. him play. Um, so I wouldn't trade you him if I had him, um, but I think it's a great trade if you could swing it. I totally agree. Uh, Reese's Pieces got a couple last-minute questions in. So, Nikolai Ehlers, um, it's been recently said. I haven't, I haven't confirmed this, but I've heard that he could potentially be playing on Friday. So I have also heard that. Reese's Pieces question is, should I hold Ehlers on IR for a game or try and maximize games with Joel Erickson-Eck? But, and then he said also, Joel Erickson-Eck or Josh Norris. Do you, do you have anything on this? So, um, Ehlers, if you already have him um, on IR, yeah, keep him on IR. Things could go really well for you in that regard, just having him. Um, they have been playing better as a team across the board than I expected over the last four or five weeks. Um, trying to maximize games kind of depends on are you already in the playoffs? Do you desperately need to win this week? Like how much of your capital can you afford to spend on winning right now? Uh, between those two players, I'm much more excited about Josh Norris. Um, he was an actual consideration for me in the, in the ad category this week. Um, I have just a lot of faith in, in what's going on in Ottawa right now. Um, he is a big part of that. I think, um, they are actually going to begin to play a lot better with him on the ice. Um, he does a lot of things well. Between those two guys, obviously Erickson Eck um, is in a better situation just team-wise, um, but in terms of individual deployment and um, time touching the puck, Josh Norris is probably your better option. And, um, between the two of them, you might have to, to really split that between um, – you know, what your categories are weighted and, and how that goes out. And, uh, and over the question overall, it just kind of depends on your situation in the season. So um, for me in, in just naming this situation, if I'm um, able to, to hold off, then I'm holding off. If I'm not, I'm going Josh Norris. What do you think? Yeah, I'm a hundred percent Josh Norris. Um, he's, he plays on the top line he plays on power play one. Uh, he scores a ton. I I think he's got that Michigan swag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he sure does. I I think Erickson Eck, uh, because because he plays on the third line on five on five, um, he is on power play one. I I just don't. 
think uh, when we're talking about these three players specifically, I think he's not even close to being to 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 competing with the other two in terms of fantasy. So while Josh Norris plays on the Sens, I know they're not not a great team. They do score though. They, they do. They yeah, and and Josh Norris is a big part of that. So I in terms of fantasy, I'm definitely Josh Norris over Eric Sinek. Um, in terms of your question about Ehlers, um, yeah, I, I would agree. It would de- it depends on your situation this week. Um, if you're trying to maximize games this week, I don't know that um, they they have a very similar schedule. I think they play on the same nights. They both have two games on Friday and s- Sunday, so. I'm not sure if you're trying to maximize games this week. I if if that's the case, I I'm definitely dropping Erickson Eck and and putting Ehlers in the lineup, especially if you need the points this week. But um, and I'm not sure if you're if you're planning on holding Erickson Eck and in hopes that potentially someone else gets hurt and you can stash them on the IR and then you can keep them. Who both. would do something um, like that? I, I don't know. I, I have no idea, but I, I, I think I just need a little more context in this question. Um, but from the way that I understand it, I would definitely be dropping Eric's neck and, and putting Ehlers in the lineup because I think he will have an immediate impact. I don't, I don't um, know that he, he can not, you know what I mean? Such a yeah. great player. Yeah, especially shots on goal. Like He, he shoots just as well as, as almost anyone in the league. So, um. But yeah, uh, is that uh, before we sign off here? Is that a is that a GTA hat? Oh yeah. Uh, so that's awesome. I uh, I, I managed to uh, to get a new uh, pair of sweaters this week. Um, yeah. So I got one online, and the dude rescinded the offer. I guess he got more money. So it was um, was that was actually the Chicago? A, it was yeah. So I was really you, excited you to get that about? right, and then, uh, then yeah. the dude's like. I can't do it. Somebody else is going to pay me more money. And I was like, okay. And rather than complain to the to the vendor site I got it from, I was like, you know what? I'm happy for you that you got more money. Luckily for me, um, Hockey Gods opened a window, you know. And uh, a lady here in Dallas was selling two Stanley Cup sweaters for the Kings here. So I wow. got, uh, yeah, I got a, a white Richards with the patch. And I'm wearing a Jonathan Quick with the patch, and she threw in wow. some cool hockey stuff too. Like there's a there's a, a rally towel from the Cup Run. Um, she put in um, a Brahma's shirt in there as well from their um, Calder win, um, oh, and gave okay. me a bunch of uh, hockey magazines as well. And she was like, "I got a bunch more stuff in the storage." Like I'm afraid to ask why all of this stuff is available. Like it's probably a sad story. <laughs> Or, uh, or you know, divorce or somebody six feet deep. I don't. I don't really want to know, <laughs> so I didn't ask. Um, hey, yeah, don't yeah. ask. So, uh, so I'm wearing my uh, LA or LS hat alongside it. That's awesome. That's awesome, yeah. man. I got uh, my reverse retro gear on here. This is this this Leafs jersey. It's not. It's not one that. It's not a popular one, but I like it. Um, I think I think if the gray was white, I don't think people would have been as upset. But it's some, something about the gray. They're like, gray is not that's not Toronto Maple Leafs colors. That would uh, if that were white, that would look a lot like that uh, that Cowboys jersey. 
with the oh yeah the, the, the Texas, Thanksgiving jersey, the stars on top. Yeah, the Thanksgiving jersey. It definitely jerseys. yeah, a hundred percent. You're right. I've I it's funny. I I have a Tony Romo version of that jersey, and I, I, I didn't even think I I didn't even make the yeah pistol. That's right. Yeah, I didn't even make the connection there. But you're totally right about that. Um, well, I think that's all we got today. Uh, thanks for listening. Join Nate, John, myself, and hundreds of others in the Discord to talk some fantasy hockey. Follow us on TikTok at Apples and Genos, and also on Twitter. John's at Binklemania. I'm at Just Josh and Four One, and Nate's at Apples Genos. So this is Binksy and Hutch signing off. Have a good one, folks. Good night, world. <laughs> <laughs>